SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Well, if you've been listening to us, you will remember that we've been following the case of uh, uh, Gulam Bodi very closely. And uh, last Friday, he appeared for sentencing at the Pretoria Commercial Cri- Commercial Crimes Court. Uh, but the case has been postponed, I believe, to the 16th of October. Uh, the sentencing has been postponed and his lawyer, Olof Demeyer from Demeyer Attorneys, uh, joins us on the line now. Mr. Demeyer, good evening and thank you for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, good evening. Well, the last time we covered this case, um, there was a different lawyer representing Gulam. When did you come on board? Well, Gulam, uh, his previous lawyer uh, attended the matter and they pleaded guilty to the charges mm-hmm. uh, set. And I only appeared afterwards for mitigation sentence, which I addressed the court. Are you able to share why Gulam decided to change lawyers? No, no, I don't know. I didn't ask him. I, uh, it's a... Uh, it is good right to change lawyers any time that he wishes to do so. Mm. Now I don't, know what, I don't know what the circumstances were, and I was not going to ask him any. No, fair enough, fair enough, Mr. Demeyer. Um, now, sentencing was due to happen on Friday. What happened in court on Friday? No, no, no. We were we were supposed to get uh, probation officers a, a report about the uh, circumstances about his uh, wife in uh, Newcastle. And that was not done. But fortunately, the investigating officer went down and got the information from his wife, which suited both parties, the state and, and me. I did r- r- read that uh, the wife in Newcastle is claiming main, ma- maintenance from Gulam Bodhi. Firstly, is this correct? And secondly, if it is correct, how would something like this affect the case? Well, you know, uh, you've got to take the children uh, into consideration. And he has been paying maintenance all, the, all along. Uh, there's a dispute with his wife in Durban, but that's not to be discussed now. But he's paying maintenance for his kids, and uh, I think his wife also said in the you know, uh, told the investigating officer that they dependent on the uh, maintenance of uh, Gulam for the kids. So, so then, would this work for Gulam or against Gulam? No, no, no. It would work for him. He's got a responsibility, uh-huh. and. Uh, could be it will be regarded taken into account for, uh, in his favour. Are these some of the grounds where he's that is pleading leniency on? Yes, that's under inter some of the grounds. Yes. So at the moment, how many years is he facing? We were told that it's a minimum of fifteen no, years. And as a defence, no, what are you hoping for? No, that's not true. Uh, they they talking nonsense. The state asked for a five-year uh, sentence in terms of section two seven six of the. Criminal Procedure Act. That means they want five years imprisonment, of which he must serve a tenth. So he must serve uh, no six. He must serve ten months. That's what they stated. What they asked for. I have a different argument. I say it's not necessary to imprison him. So what are you asking for? I'm asking for a suspended sentence. Okay, and 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 just to refresh our memories about this act, the Prevention and Combat. First, before we go there. Are you asking for a suspended sentence even though he pleaded guilty to eight charges of corruption? Yes, it is. But the corruption is not so serious in that in, in that uh, sense. You know, other people approached him to approach people to uh, swing the games. And uh, Gulam is not actually the, the maker of this problem. He was approached by other people uh, and, and they targeted the uh, uh, the people who had uh, to uh, get to change the game. But... Uh, I'm, I, I, my, my personal opinion is that it's not necessary to, uh, to incarcerate him. Of course, it's possible. 
I'm not, mm. I'm not the presiding officer, and I have full trust in the presiding officer. She's a very capable woman. You quoted as saying that Gulam is a broken man. What kind of a state is he in now? Well, you know, he's, 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 he's very bashful and shy at this stage because he feels he brought cricket into district, which he did. And he's also offered Cricket South Africa his services to speak to younger people and warn them, caution them about the dangers of people approaching you to fix games. And just to refresh our memories then, Mr. Demeyer, um, this act, uh, the Prevention and Combating of Corrupt Activity, it's, it's, it's a new uh, case of its kind here in South Africa. When was it introduced? I'm not so sure, but the, I know this is the first case in South Africa regarding match-fixing and corruption uh, of cricket or any sport. Will it have... Would you know if it has any relation to the to, to the late protest Captain Anse Cronier's match-fixing revelations back no, in... No, 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 it's got nothing to do with that. You have nothing to do with that. It's a completely new act. That's a very different statement. Okay. So then what's next? When uh, when are you going back to court and what do, what are you... Uh, I, I think you said the date the 16th or the 19th of October. Uh, we've addressed the presiding officer and it is remounted purely for her to uh, consider her sentence. So what's expected to happen on the 16th of October? Well, I could tell you what will happen. He will, he will be sentenced. Mm. I, of course, hope that he's not sent to jail and the state has asked for a jail sentence and I'm opposing that. Okay, Mr. So we're in the hands, we're in the hands of the presiding officer. Okay, and he's out on bail at the moment, obviously. He's out on bail, yes. Okay, Mr. Demeyer, thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM. We appreciate the insight you've given us. Thank you, too. And the clarity. Thank you very much there uh, to the legal representative of a Gulam body, body, Mr. Oluf Demeyer. He did plead guilty to eight charges of corruption back in, uh, well, after what happened back in 2016. And you'll remember most of the guys that were involved in this, uh, in, in the spot fixing, as they call it. There's a difference between match fixing and spot fixing. Spot fixing is when you fix certain parts of a game. Match fixing is when you fix the overall outcome of a game. And here it's believed that most of the guys were actually fixing certain parts of the game. You'll remember we spoke to Lonabo Totobe also uh, here on the show and he told us what he knew. And uh, I know that uh, Etimbalati, we've spoken to him on another radio station, he also came clean to us and he said that he didn't even take part in this. All he did was he had lunch with Gulam. Gulam told him about this thing and Etimbalati just did not report it. He was never going to do anything, but he didn't report it to the, to the authorities and he got 10 years Etimbalati. And according to <clears throat> the match fixing rules of Cricket SA is that if you are approached, if you are approached and somebody says, let's do this, you have to report it. If you don't report it, then you are as guilty as the person that approached you. And a lot of guys have come up, uh, their defense has been that they were approached, but they never acted on it. And we've seen the likes of Lonobo Totobe being banned. We've seen Tamit Olegile also uh, being banned uh, there. And uh, now we wait to see what will happen with Gulambodi because a lot of people believe he was the ringleader here in South Africa. But as we heard from his lawyer, uh, there were other bigger guys uh, clearly not in South Africa, that influenced their Gulam body. It's an interesting one and we're going to follow this because it will be a historic decision uh, when it's when sentencing takes place on the 16th of October. That's it, folks. That's all the time that we have for. We'll be back again tomorrow between 7 and 8 p.m. right here on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabi Somosir.